0: Okay, folks!
1: This is the American Variety Network on Block Talk Radio Allie with Ali
2: Cardinale,
1: live from Springfield, Massachusetts. have come a long way and I have learned how to be better on podcasting. Now, since my first episode of the Chef Carnelli Cooking Show back in 2013, I've hosted Aquatic Wetline, which was a major success. Then I hosted the Ace Network and now I have my funnest podcast that I really enjoy hosting which is the American Variety Network. Tonight, with all of you, my listeners and followers of my various shows over the last three years, I'm going to celebrate my three-year anniversary of being a podcaster and being on Blog Talk Radio with all of you, my wonderful listeners. Now, the planned topics... For tonight's show. We're going to have a special surprise guest kickstart the show tonight at roughly 9.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Then we're going to have Aquatic Wetline guest Blue View Aquatics owner Josh Rodriguez returning for the first time ever to the American Variety Network at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Plus, there will be some fun celebrations where I'll discuss my favorite on-air moments, my non-favorite on-air moments, I'll play my favorite callers of the last three years, and I'll play some wonderful music and comedy jokes. Hope you guys get a laugh out of today's show. Now, this show is expected to go over the two hours of live airtime, so at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which will mark our two-hour mark, the live stream ends, but I will still be recording, and I will be entering the recording mode. You won't be able to hear the recording mode live, so make sure to re-listen to the show again when it is in the archives. All right. Now in the recording, I will discuss why I love Block Talk Radio. I'll discuss my favorite shows of all time and I'll play some audio clips. Now today's show is being broadcast live, so you can call in at one 347 If you are a fan of my shows over the last 3 years, feel free to let your voice be known. 1 1- All right, are you ready to start the celebration? Well, I am. The three-year anniversary celebration starts
3: right after
1: the American Variety Network makes its wonderful introduction. Coming up next, to start the show, our special surprise anonymous guest will be live right here on the American Variety Network. Boy, I can't wait, and I know you guys can't wait as well.
4: Or tune in live to the American Variety Network here, live on Blog Talk Radio. With a name like
5: American Variety, you can expect a wide variety of topics. Now, let's
6: get live here on the AV Network. Are you ready for a talk show that is brave enough to talk about anything and everything, even if it's
2: controversial? Are you ready for a talk show where anything goes and we will say anything
7: that we want?
6: Well, then you're listening to the right talk show.
7: You are tuned in to In Your Face Talk Show
6: with your host, the Crazy Italian American AC. You can expect to hear the unexpected, laugh at what is said, or you may scream. Either way, sit back and enjoy the show.
7: Let's get in your face with this great talk show. To broadcasting, and with no pre knowledge of how to do a podcasting. Artist. Who knew what Alex would have come? But Alex's deepest dedication, determination, persistence, and a lot of fortitude became an established broadcast. You eventually have an end of the broadcast. Most of the party is like, part of my mind and the short-lived network, and on the two exclusively-enjoyed podcasting Network, the American Variety Network. Tonight, on the American Variety Network, there is a surprise for third anniversary of podcasting. Come join Alex and celebrate with him. it will be special yet, and hopefully fun for all who listen to this time. So, without any further ado, let's get this one-time celebration started. The three-year anniversary begins right here, right now. Are you ready? Let's get it on!
1: Awesome! Here we go! I'm going to start my three-year anniversary with a special surprise guest. Now, this guest is a good friend of mine who I've had my ups and downs with, but at the end of the day, I love this man like a brother. He is a true friend to me. Now, he has always loved me as a friend despite our many battles. Believe it or not, this man has helped make the American Variety Network what it is today. So, please join me in welcoming our special surprise guest, Willie T., to the show. Willie, how are you? And thank you for being here tonight.
8: Well, hello, hello, hello. I'm glad to be here tonight for your three-year anniversary. Wow, what a show we have going tonight.
1: I agree with you, and it was my honor to have you here on the show. You got me going with the American Variety Network.
8: Well, thank you for mentioning that. And you actually did 99% of it. The 1% I did, well, what can I say? What you are today is what you
1: are today. Thank you, sir. So, what are your thoughts on me doing my podcast? Well, my thoughts about you
8: doing your podcast... I think it's fantastic, but the fact that you're doing your podcast, that's even better. You've got listeners out there that like you for you, and that's all you need to worry about, my friend.
1: Yes, that's a very good point, and I agree with you. Now, I know you've been a host here on Blog Talk Radio as well, so what do you think about Blog Talk Radio? What's your overall thoughts on it?
8: Well, Blog Talk Radio has its... uh, you know, it's technical difficulties from time to time, but I like the convenience and the way it operates through phone calls. Everything's right there in one platform, while other platforms you have to have hardware and things like this. But podcasting on Blog Talk Radio has been a joy for me, and as as well as for you. And uh, I've enjoyed working with you in the past on your podcast, and I know you've enjoyed working with me on mine. But uh, I'm getting back into podcasting after quite a long sabbatical here, and uh, at the end of 2015, we got back together, it looks like we're going to have a hell of a 2016. How about you?
1: Yeah, I think we are. We're going to have a fantastic 2016 together, and I'm looking forward to the future, and I'm glad we were able to, to get together again, because you're an awesome guy.
8: Well, thank you for saying that, but I know that I'm not really awesome. I'm just okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think you're awesome. That's all that matters. Well, thank you, Alex. You're welcome. So I know that 2016 is a brand new year for all of us, so what are your plans for 2016?
8: Well, I've got my YouTube hopping. I've got uh, two channels that are actively going now. My oldest one is now called Hannah Pro LLC, uh, which I, after, oh, say, two years and one or so months, I've got 1,140 subscribers. Yay for me. I wish it was a little more. Maybe I can reach that once again by the end of 2016. And uh, I've got my The Christian Fish Keeper YouTube channel now with very few subscribers at the moment. Brand new started it just about a week before the end of the 2015 year. And uh, it's going to be coming from a biblical point of view with views and clips of my fish tanks. And, uh, yeah, I hope that works well. And with my... Uh, living in america euphoric network coming back with my network of shows i'm going to be busy this year like it was last year hopefully i'll be able to continue without any interruptions but i may not do as many shows
1: per week as i
8: was last year
1: oh that sounds great i'm happy to hear that living in america network is coming back that's also a, a great network now i believe you started the same time as i did podcasting right
8: No, you were probably in about eight or nine months ahead of me.
1: Oh, yeah. So we started roughly pretty close in time, maybe a few months off. But soon you'll have your anniversary too, right? Yeah, I
8: just, uh, in October 23rd, I just had my two-year anniversary. So uh, next year, on October 23rd, i have my third year anniversary. So if you calculate time, you'll see how much ahead of me you were.
1: Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool, though. We started in the same year just for just off a few months. That's good to know, though.
8: Yeah, and I got into podcasting basically because of you. Uh, If you remember that very first guest spot I had on your show where I was talking about my discus fish, I was a little bit uh, uh, forward, a little bit, but I felt comfortable more than uncomfortable, so I got the idea from you to actually get into podcasting.
1: That means a lot to me. I actually enjoyed working with you on the podcasting. It was a lot of fun, and I I liked your enthusiasm. And not too many people your age even know how to go on a computer, let alone host a podcast. I think that's a, a great thing you got going on.
8: Yeah, man of my age, man. I'm 63 years old. Most men my age don't even know how to turn on a computer.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true, sadly. <laughs> Now, I know that 2016, we're going to have a, a a new president during the presidential elections, and I know that there is one controversial man running for president, and I've been asking all all the people that I know their thoughts in this particular person, so I figured I'll ask you tonight, what are your thoughts on Donald Trump running for president?
8: Oh, the third-party man. Yeah, he's coming up strong. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, as you know... Uh, I also have a uh, Christian podcast called Jesus is the Word, and I am a Christian. Sometimes I make mistakes, and uh, I have problems at times, like any human being. But, you know, the Bible says it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And Donald Trump is definitely a rich man so i don't foresee any christian principles being established by donald trump whereas uh... bernie sanders wants to bring a little bit of the godly behavior back in america and the family institution values and uh... quite frankly i kind of like bernie sanders but the world is not ready for bernie sanders anymore uh... because of prophecy is just going to get worse and worse in the country I actually believe that Donald Trump will not be able to save us. Only Jesus can.
1: I agree with you on that. I think that's 100% well said. So who do you want to become president?
8: Bernie Sanders, of course.
1: Oh, good choice. I hope Bernie Sanders becomes president. I either want Bernie Sanders or Hillary Clinton.
8: Yeah, well, you know, the choice between uh, Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton is a toss-up. But, you know, the world doesn't want Bernie Sanders. Uh, our country really doesn't want Bernie Sanders because the way the world's going. It wants somebody that can promise something that no president has ever been able to do before, and that's everything. And uh, Donald Trump talks like he can make people make a hell of a lot more money, uh, richer. And, uh, come on, uh, what would happen to people if they were all rich? Give me a break. That would just make more rich, more poor uh, people, and it will eventually push the people out. But you can't push the poor people out because the poor service the rich. So you have to take care of your poor people. Will Donald Trump take care of the poor people? I don't know. What do you guys think out there in Blog Talk Radio land?
1: Yeah, it's definitely a good point. I don't know. I'm not a politics person. I never follow politics yet. I'm kind of new with this politics thing, so I really don't know what to say to that.
8: Well, let's just hope that whoever we get, uh, that uh, gets some tugging at his heart or her heart and do the, the best thing. Now, what we need to get done in this country is not what we want, but what we need. We need to pay special attention to the environment, and we need to get that established rather than making people on Capitol Hill more rich and everybody more rich. We need to put some of that money into the environment instead of, and we need to also maybe, uh, you know, put a little door, a little bit. uh, not locked, but a little bit of door on our borders. And this issue with are bringing in uh, these uh, refugees and everything is just going to take more and more jobs, eventually away from Americans. But as Americans, we all in years past have come from uh, foreign countries, so who am I to say foreigners or aliens? So let's, let's just do the right thing for our country. And uh, Take care of the environment. With this greenhouse effect and all that, there is going to be a problem in the future. Oil, big oil, oh, we've got to get to the electric cars. Uh, we got to do a lot of things to protect our animals, our ocean life, and, uh, you know, all those plastic bottles washing up on the beaches of Hawaii and everywhere. Come on, what are <laughs> these guys in these boats? These rich guys got these boats all over the waters throwing their drink uh, Uh, bottles in the ocean and they'll wash it up we need to take care of this and garbage out in the ocean come on we got to find other ways
1: yeah you're 100 percent right on that and i think that's going to lead to a lot of problems in the future so i think you're right about that now i know earlier on you mentioned that you have a new youtube channel i know that you are a christian and you're also a fish keeping. You said you recently created a new YouTube channel called Christian Fish Keeper. So, what are your goals with this YouTube channel?
8: Well, from a biblical perspective, I'm going to be talking uh, about certain, uh, mentioning certain scriptures that are within the Bible. Hopefully, most of them will be related in some way that I can use them as symbolism to explain fish care. Uh, and uh, sort of collaborate the two, introduce people to Jesus on that channel as well as the fish keeping hobby, because I do believe that God created fish, and aquariums are very, very uh, stress releasing things to watch. Uh, uh, they will eliminate stress in someone's life if they would just sit down and watch the fish and relax. And, you know, there are some people out there in the fish keeping hobby that are aggressive, like aggression, and they get aggressive fish. But I'm a peaceful person, and therefore I like peaceful fish to keep me peaceful. What are you about in your hobby, Alex?
1: I like monster fish! Of, <laughs> I like monster fish, peaceful fish, and aggressive fish. I like them all, actually.
9: <laughs> yeah, I like feeder fish.
1: <laughs>
9: yeah, I know you do.
7: <laughs> well, I also like to fish. fish.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. Well, speaking of fish, I know that you're a big, discus guy, but will we ever see you in the saltwater hobby? Uh,
8: maybe 2017 would be a good year for that for me. Uh, I'm going to have to save a little bit each month for the whole year just to do a, a small saltwater tank, because I must admit the saltwater hobby is not really for a poor person. It's for somebody that has the money to do it. Now, if you don't have a lot of bills like I do then saltwater is on the back burner for another year. But in another year, I'll definitely have the funds to go saltwater, and hopefully I can learn a little bit from your saltwater show and my saltwater show that Russell Salk doing.
1: Awesome. That sounds good. I can't wait to see you with your saltwater aquarium. Do you have any plans to keep anything else besides discus?
8: Well, right now, I've got into a piss dose. I'm getting ready to breed those. And uh, uh, I think eventually, sometime this year, I'm going to try to create a tank where I can keep some African secrets to see what that fish-keeping hobby of aggression is all about, see if I can see the movement and the speed of these little colorful fish. And, uh, you know, I like to see more people get into the fish-keeping hobby because, actually, I believe I heard and uh believe that uh, fish keeping hobby is the second biggest hobby in the country today, besides photography.
1: Yeah, I heard that as well. I believe it. I, I certainly believe it. I think that the Finding Nemo movie and the the upcoming Finding Dory movie is going to inspire more people to into the aquarium hobby. So I certainly believe that.
8: Well, you know, I also believe it so because of our economy. At one time, people would uh, go out uh, for dinners. They would go travel to amusement parks. They would travel miles to go to Disney World and places like this. But now they just don't have the money to travel like that. Even though the gas prices have dropped somewhat in our country, people are now trying to find things to do at home. And, you know, on TV, what's going on on TV today, uh, the way these young writers are writing movies and shows, people are just tired of it a lot of ways and you know, and they're sitting in front of their aquariums with their families and learning about fish
1: That's very true So when is your Living in America Euphoric Network returning? Uh, my
8: very first show is going to be January 7th at 6.30pm Eastern Standard Time and believe it or not uh, Sarah came up, uh, well, who is my host of that show, came up with a guest, uh, a, a Catholic priest. He was going to be talking about how he was called into his vocation as priest. And uh, uh, that's my first show of the year. Uh, uh, fortunately, it's probably the only one in a while that's going to be a man. Uh, I like m- more female guests on that show because it is a woman's show. And uh I've got other shows lined up already booked and uh set up as events. So check out uh, my Facebook page, uh William T. Hanford and uh find out what shows are coming up this
1: month. Awesome, well said. So definitely want all my listeners the check out Hannah Pro LLC on YouTube. Also, check out and subscribe to the Christian Fishkeeper channel on YouTube, and check out Living in America Euphoric Network. William, I want to thank you so much for being here tonight. You did a great job as a guest.
8: Well, thank you, Alex, for uh, inviting me to be on your show this evening as your very first guest of the evening, and I want to see you plow ahead and be very happy and enjoy the rest of your show.
1: Thank you. I will, sir. It's been a pleasure having you on. It was my honor having me here tonight. Good night.
8: I'll get off and tune in, so I'm not going anywhere, but I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye,
1: sir. All right, sir. sir. Enjoy the show. Bye. Bye-bye. So we are expecting our next guest in a few minutes here. We're going to have Blue View Aquatics owner Josh Rodriguez call into the show in a couple of minutes here, but I would like to uh, help promote the return of William T.'s network, Living in America, Euphoric Network, and I know at one time I thought of his network as competition, but you know what? I smartened up, I grew up, and I know now that me and William are not competition, We are simply two friends who have a podcast, and that happens to enjoy podcasting. So I want to help the Living in America Euphoric Network, and he wants to help American Variety Network, and I'm very, very glad to have that opportunity. So I want you to hear a wonderful commercial that William T prepared for the American Variety Network. And I'm gonna air this commercial on every episode of the American Variety Network. And I'm gonna prepare a commercial for the Living in America network that he can play on his show as well. But anyways, here is the uh commercial that William T made. Also, Vicky William for our awesome intro that you made me tonight.
7: Right after this amazing show here on American Lion Network, why not just over to Living in America? You force that one. And takes you to pick up shows and enjoy. Shows like Native American Legends and Heroes, those out there on the Native Americans on Saturday, Marathon. Shows also include Women's Balls, victory for women, aquatic tutorial for this season of Honey Is, extra also for a dance this season of Honey and occasional Hopman's swaps cooking Show. Yes, you heard that right. Pot and Lock, and the crazy. Do the with two show. Crazy Willie he has so unique style presentations. And will almost especially entertain you with great issues and information in to show. Guess of all, it's a humor time. And with his own plan on Christian podcasting, he might even bring the salvation of Jesus into your life. So what are you waiting for? Right after this show, surf and go to Libertyville.
1: Awesome. So that's right, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like for you to check out the Living in America Euphoric Network, heard right here on Blog Talk Radio. So, what an awesome way to start our three-year anniversary show now in just a second here we are expecting our next special guest now i'm really excited to have this guest on my show the next guest i have coming up i haven't had on my show in quite a long time and i think this is his first time being on my show in possibly over a year. Now, don't quote me on that because I may be wrong, but this may be his first time being on my show since 2014. And I'm really excited to have this guest on my three-year anniversary. And this is the first time he'll be on the American Variety network. I'm really excited about that and I'm just waiting for him to call in. He's one of my favorite guests of all time. He's been on the Aquatic Wetline numerous times and I personally often credit him as one of my major successes for the success that the Aquatic Wetline got and he definitely was one of the few people I enjoyed interviewing on the American Variety Network. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our next guest to the American Variety Network, Blue View Aquatics owner, Josh Rodriguez. Josh, how are you doing tonight, sir? And thank you so much for being a part of our three-year anniversary show tonight. Oh, so looks like we uh, lost him really quickly. He must have had a bad connection. I'm sure he'll call back in just a second. Here. Hi, Josh. How are you tonight? Oh, hey, how's it going, Alex? Sorry, I think we have some technical
10: difficulties.
1: That's okay. No problem.
10: Hey, yeah, I'm doing good. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. I'm. Re- I'm really glad I was able to. Uh, join you guys on your uh your anniversary show um i'm a little under the weather today but I'll, I'll be okay got a little bit of a cold
1: i hope you feel better man i had a cold a couple weeks ago i know how it feels
10: yeah it's, it's i think i'm catching the very end of it but um but i'm I'm happy to uh to be here uh, i i wouldn't miss it um i'm really glad you guys invited me for the uh for the anniversary show and i know it's uh it's usually a, a pretty big deal for you. Um, I'm, I'm glad you you got this milestone under your belt. Um, how's the American Variety Network treating you?
1: Oh, it's going very well. It's uh, very fun, and I'm getting a lot of listeners and a a lot of uh, great compliments, and it's very very good. And I'm glad to have you here. It's an honor having you. I love interviewing you. Well,
10: thanks. It's always it's always been fun. What we got um, uh What we got going on tonight?
1: Well, tonight we're celebrating my three-year anniversary, and I wanted to talk to you about Blue View Aquatics and provide a little bit of update on 2016. So how is uh, Blue View Aquatics doing?
10: Um, We're doing pretty good. Um, I actually just went over the numbers uh, the other day, and I didn't quite hit my goal, but um, I I think it was a little ambitious ambitious for this year. But I definitely did better than last year um, in terms of uh, financials and everything like that, and um, I have I have got a couple more new regular um, regular clients going on now. Um, we we are teaming up with uh, a new Western Mass Area Reef Society as well, um, and we've been going to some of those meetings and inviting other people in the area to join as well. Um, I think I actually invited you to one of those um, not too long ago, um, and I've seen you've been posting on there as well. So uh, anybody that's in the the Western Mass area is, is welcome. Uh, we do meetings for, uh, you know, newbies that are into the group, uh, veterans that are in the group, uh, or in the hobby, I should say. And, um, you know, we just go over some some basic topics, uh, you know, regarding reefing, uh, we do frag swaps and stuff. Um, I think for Christmas, we did like a, a Yankee, uh, Yankee gift swap with some frags. Um, it's fun, you know, it's just, just a bunch of people getting together that love the hobby. And, Um, you know, we, we talk it up, share our experiences, um, if anybody has any, uh, you know, any, any issues with their tanks, we can talk and help them find resolutions. Um, and you know, it's, it's just fun to, to share that hobby with everybody. And that's, that's really what Blue View Aquatics is about. So I'm glad I'm, I've been able to reach out and and find others that, uh, share that passion. And, um, I'm going to try and have Blue View be, be a bigger part of that. Um, that's, that's kind of our, our big thing lately and um you know we I one one big thing that I think that we've been able to accomplish is uh I, I just moved to a new home so I have a lot more space to kind of expand Blueview a little more um I got a couple more tanks in uh I can I can work on some of my custom builds a little more I got my own little garage that I can do some woodworking and stuff for some stands um some custom aquariums so yeah, we got we got a lot of stuff going on now.
1: Awesome now, it's great to hear and I'm a, I'm a big part of that Western Mass uh Society group. Unfortunately though, a lot of their meetings are, are held when I have a show and I can't attend because of my show. I really feel bad about that sometimes.
10: Yeah, you know, we we'll have to we'll have to have a day when we can come by. Um we're still a very new group. Um yeah, it's uh, a couple of the guys that uh are are local shop owners, some of them are just you know local hobbyists like i said uh enthusiasts uh, we go to to the shows regularly where you know the the cmac or or um what's the other one called? frag farmers market um I'll be going to the operas uh so I'll probably have some some others go with me as well um but yeah it's it's just an opportunity to really get people involved and, Keep the hobby going, and you know if you're like I said, if you're struggling with anything, we're there. We we'll provide some extra information because you can't really, um, you know, trust everything you read on the internet. Sometimes it's just best to talk to somebody that has had the experience, and um, sometimes you can just learn from them, see them face to face, and um, you know get get a couple different opinions from people had, that have uh, you know dealt with certain scenarios themselves and how they they went through it um like whether it be algae breakouts or ammonia spikes or, um, you know, maybe just an aggressive fish that you didn't expect to be so aggressive, um, or, you know, how to, how to keep SPS happy, little, little things like that. Um, I'd, I'd like to expand Blue View into more freshwater territories though. I've been getting a lot of saltwater and, and reef stuff, but, um, well, I think I only really have like two clients that do freshwater. One is a cichlid, um, cichlid guy that he's he's had a pretty cool tank i've been dealing with him for about a year now and the other one is a fairly new client she's she's got like a small uh 13 gallon uh tetra tank so i'd like to get more into the fresh water and i know you've done some fresh water in the past too so i'm sure me and you can get together and uh, touch a little more on that at some point
1: yeah, definitely. I'd be willing to help you out with freshwater. I've I've more experience in freshwater than I do saltwater. I've been keeping freshwater for about uh fourteen years now, but you were very instrumental in getting me into saltwater hobby. I must admit you were one of the reasons why I went saltwater.
10: Yeah, I, I love the saltwater. There's just um the colors are fantastic. Um, you know, the the options that you have for the livestock is just amazing and um I don't know. I feel like the science is in the saltwater world is is a little more applicable um, than it is in freshwater. I mean, it, it, in my experience, anyways, I feel like um, you can create a, a more self-sustaining ecosystem with a saltwater tank than you can a freshwater. Just because um, I want to say in like freshwater, you pretty much you you could rely on the filtration. I think we discussed this on the last show too, um, where in the saltwater you rely more on uh, you know the rocks, the bacteria, um, the fish themselves, sometimes crabs, snails, all that, to really you know keep keep the algae down, um, get filtration going. And in freshwater, I mean, you could do plants and stuff like that too, which is really cool. I haven't done a lot with plants. Um, that would be where I'd really want to branch out into into freshwater, get like a a really cool planted aquarium, get some CO2 going, and um, you know try and try and get something cool like that for for some clients.
1: Yeah, it'd be great to see you have a lot more uh, fresh water customers as well. I think you can do some killer fresh water tanks. I know you can do it.
10: Yeah, I've, I've done um, I've done a couple in the past. I, I don't think that many people really require much maintenance after, after a fresh water tank. It, it's fairly simple, just kind of um, do water changes and stuff. But I, I know that a lot of my clients that do salt water require, you know, some monthly maintenance where – um, I'm either dosing with the chemical blind iron bonding, or anything like that um, and and fresh water is just kind of well you're doing a water change you're siphoning the gravel and um, you know replacing the smoke cartridges and that, that's the gist of it I feel it, it gets a little more in depth when you talk to salt water and I feel that yeah. you know salt water, my saltwater customers tend to feel a little more overwhelmed or um, they're almost like scared to do things on their own because you know they don't want to um to disrupt their tank because in a saltwater tank things are um as you've probably seen a little more expensive when it of livestock. Um I'm sure your your um your aquarium inhabitants are a little more pricey as we've noticed than um a couple bucks for a tetra it's more like uh ten, twenty, thirty dollars for a fish and uh and freshwater with with like maybe 50 to 100 bucks, you'd have a fully stocked tank for sure, uh, with some really really cool ones uh, mixed in there. Where in a saltwater tank, you spend 50 50 to 100 bucks, and you're maybe getting uh, two three two three fish, and uh, sometimes even just like one fish, uh, depending on what it is. Something like a um, like a purple tang or something like that goes easily for uh, around 80 bucks for a nice specimen, um, depending on where you go.
1: Oh yeah, the purple tangs are very, very nice. I think uh saltwater is, is very very nice and uh, much better than freshwater in my opinion. I don't mind paying the price though.
10: Yeah, the price isn't the price isn't too bad. I mean you gotta think that at a point too it's um there's there's not as much um breeding going on in saltwater as there is freshwater where freshwater has been um breeding all these fish for a longer time um there's definitely still some that they they do get wild caught like i know a lot of the um the dragon gobies or uh, i think some people know them as violet gobies um i i know the wholesalers that i get them from almost always have them wild caught instead of uh bred tank raised or something like that where in saltwater um a vast majority of the of the tank inhabitants are are wild caught with the exceptions of stuff like um you know the the percola clowns or, um, some yellow tang are just starting to come around tank raised. You know, they had tank raised, uh, Mandarin fish, um, uh, which is one of my favorites, The uh, great, um, great colors on them. The target spot and the, and the blue, the blue mandarins are, are tank raised now. Um, and I know that there's, I know you were talking about, uh, the, uh, the lightning clown fish. Those are, um, you know, like specialty, um, specialty fish where, um, they're bred to have these certain patterns. Um, and like I was saying uh, about price in a fish, you know, those guys go, I've seen them in stores upwards of like $500 for a pair. Um, and where, you know, I, I could definitely see where there's a the supply demand going on with that. Uh, some people may just think it's ridiculous to spend $500 on two fish, but um, man, you gotta, you gotta, those are some great, A super, super cool fish, man. Lightning strike on there on the side, I, I don't know if you've seen many of them, but I've seen them up close, and they are beautiful, man. They are gorgeous.
1: Yeah, they're a stunning clownfish. So I almost got one. I almost got a lightning maroon clown, but I decided to go with the gold stripe maroon clown, just equally as nice.
10: Yeah, I find that um, when buying uh, some of the higher priced fish, uh, the more the more finicky fish. Sometimes, uh, if it's got a higher price, I kind of got to think of think to myself, you know, does is my tank even ready for this fish? Am I am I ready to to take the loss, because I mean, sometimes they'll they'll be in the stores and they'll be doing fine, and once you get them home, it's a whole another story. Um, and and you know, I get I get a lot of customers sometimes that that'll say, no, you know, I, I had I had this fish and you know it looked fine, and when he was in the bag, he looked okay. I put him in my tank, and like three days later, he died. What happened? I don't I don't know what to do here. And um, you know, you test their waters, it looks fine, and um you know all the parameters look good sometimes it's something simple like the temperature change will get them or um you know they're just not comfortable with how many hiding spaces there are in the tank or the other tank inhabitants are, are stressing them out um some fish are more susceptible to to illness like ick or um you know other other uh, diseases that that will kill the fish more rapidly uh so it, what i what i tell people is you know these are living creatures and um you know, it's it's a lot it's a lot harder than taking care of a dog or a cat where, you know, if it's sick you take it to the vet, right? So and um when you're dealing with a cat or a dog, you kind of you worry about what the food they're eating, what water they're drinking, you know, are they eating um, you know, something off the floor or something like that. Do are they getting enough exercise? Uh, we're doing the same thing with the with the fish, except you're also worrying about, you know, their atmosphere. Um In the same relation to if you're having a dog or a cat, you know, is there a lot of dust in the air for a dog or a cat? You know, if you're in, like, a highly polluted area where there's smoke or, um, I don't don't know, if if the temperature is just, like, excessively hot for this animal, like, you don't keep an Alaskan uh, husky in, um, you know, Texas with the heat on or something like that. You know, they're, it's a dog with a lot of freaking thick, thick fur. You know, they're going <laughs> to overheat. They're not going to feel comfortable. So the same thing kind of goes with fish, you know, and um and even more so because they they live in in the same area where they're pooping, in the same area where they're eating, in the same area where uh, they're exercising and doing all these things. They're confined to this one space where a cat or a dog, you can take them outside, you can take them somewhere else, you can take them, you know, out of the house, into a different environment. You can have them play with other dogs and cats and stuff like that and, and get them out. But with, when you're talking about with fish, you know, they're, they're really confined and um, you you should be doing, you know, regular maintenance to uh, make sure that they're getting the proper habitat that they deserve, that they need to survive. And, you know, if you're, if you're not giving them that on a regular basis, then they're going to start getting stressed and they're, they're going to start, um, you know, showing signs of that stress and, in forms of either illness or um, sometimes they over, overproduce slime to, to compensate and sometimes that slime will gunk up the water even more, make the make the uh, scenario even worse, and, you know, over time they may die. So I, I, it's, it's really tough to kind of explain that to, uh, to customers sometimes because they just expect me to, you know, come in once a month, take care, take care of everything, and, and everything should be good. And I, I try to remind them, you know, I'm coming in once a month, but um, unless you're having me like every week or every two weeks, um and you're not doing anything besides that you know you should be doing you know at least a couple gallons water change on your own or you know changing out the filter pads when you when you see it it's really gross or you know not I one, one thing i really get from customers is um i'll go and do a water change or something and um i'll come by like a month later and they have like double the amount of fish um so right i guess right after or right before i came to do the water change um they, they go up to the store, and they say, oh, well, these guys had a great deal, and you know I just got a big check or a bonus or something like that, and I, or you know uh, my girlfriend had a birthday, so I know she loved the fish, so I got her like 10 other fish. I'm like, wow, <laughs> you, you probably should have called me, because that was likely a bad idea. You got a 10-gallon tank with 15 fish in it now, so uh, that's it's not the best idea. Oh, yeah, but look how great they look, and then like three days later... Um, I'll, I'll get a call. Hey, what you do to my fish tank? You know, all these fish are dying on me. And I'm like, well, I I told you it was it was kind of a bad idea. I did my best, you know, um, but there's there's only so much you can do sometimes. It's um, the same thing, like I said with the cats and the dogs. You can you can only have, all right, if you, if you're in a small little apartment, let's say a one bedroom apartment. Where you got a living room, you got a little kitchen, you got a a bedroom and bathroom, and you got 20 cats. You got to imagine those cats are not gonna be the healthiest cats in the world. Um, they're, they're not going to be, um, and I'm sorry for all the cat ladies out there that are listening, but you should not have 20 cats in a small little apartment. Um, I'm sure you can smell the difference in their health. Um, it's, it's not what you want to do in this same thing for fish. Um, you you don't want to overload a tank. In fact, I like to tell people, um, the, the smaller fish that you can get in, in a larger tank, the better. And honestly, um, my my ratio that I that I like to use is for example, um, okay. So let, let's say you have like a fifty-five gallon tank, and um, you got some rock. You know, you got your crabs and snails and stuff. And people want to throw. Okay, so you want the two clownfish. I want the Finding Nemo. Okay, so you can have those two. Um, but then they want like the foxfish, and then they want like um, a lionfish, and they want like a big ras or something like that. And then they want the tang. Okay, so now you have got these like, let's say six fish that are all going to be about you know, five to eight inches long each. The rule of thumb for a freshwater tank is one inch of fish per gallon of water. For a saltwater fish, it's more like one inch of fish per three gallons of water. And I, I really try to stress to people the one inch, not one fish per uh, gallon or per three gallons. Um, so, a, And, and you've got to also think about, uh, you know, the lifespan of the fish. So if this fish starts off... Um, Perfect example: a panther grouper. Do you know about the panther grouper, Alex? Really, really beautiful fish. A gorgeous, gorgeous fish. They start off like, you know, maybe the size of, uh, you know, two inches, three inches, and within the first year, they will get up to like eight inches almost. Um, they get humongous really, really fast. I think their full grown, um, a full grown panther grouper is like close to three feet long, something like that. Maybe even bigger. I, I haven't seen one that big, but. Um, I know they get humongous, um, and it's and it's really, really not recommended for for an aquarium any smaller than like uh, a 75 or 125. And then even for the lifespan, you're you're talking like 300 gallons for for the lifespan of the fish. But well, so anyways, so, so you got this 55 gallon tank, and what I tell people instead of having all these big aggressive fish let's go with, I know you want the two clownfish, let's let's keep those two clownfish, that's kind of like the staple of the saltwater world, everybody's had clownfish, everybody wants clownfish, they're, every, they're, they're the most recognizable, your little niece or nephew or your son, daughter, whatever, comes over, oh my
7: god, it's Nemo, I love Nemo, you know,
10: <laughs> kids love it, kids go freaking crazy over it, but, so I tell people, instead of doing all those big fish, how about like a small clown goby, little neon goby, maybe some, you know, I like I like to have like little goby tanks a lot of times because you can have, you know, like a dozen small fish in this in this larger space and then maybe a couple larger fish, um uh, a few uh maybe like an angel or like a coral beauty or something. Uh and you can still do with like a tang. Um one of my favorites is like a Tomini tang. Um it's it's almost like a dwarf tang in my eyes. It it stays a lot smaller than uh, something like a yellow tang or, or, um, or some of the other bigger uh, tang families or surgeon fish uh, and, you know, uh, maybe like a little fairy ras or something like that. And then you have like a nice stock tank with about a dozen fish in this 55-gallon tank so it doesn't feel empty. Um, and the only problem that people seem to find with that is, okay, so I, I got this one fish, let's say I got um, – I got I got a hyphen goby. This hyphen goby, you know, he just kind of hides in his hole. I never see him. I see him like once every two weeks. I think he's dead half the time. And um, you know, that's that's kind of what they do for the first couple of weeks. It it is a little discouraging to kind of see him like that. And um, but you know, after after they've gotten more comfortable in the tank, I've had my uh, perfect example the hyphen goby. I've had a hyphen goby, and for like the first two three months. He hid inside one one little hole the entire time. He never 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 came out unless it was feeding time, and he only ventured out maybe like a couple inches away from that hole. And then after like three months, he was all over the tank, and um, you know he he was the happiest little critter around. And um, if you get a lot of little little guys like that, um, it's it's more of a game of like hide and seek where um, you know you got these little fish that like to hide in their holes. Every now and again, they come out so you may not see the the goby but maybe once a week but you know you got the Hector's goby over here that that swims around pretty nice, nicely um uh, you got a fire goby that pops out every now and again and you got um you know your angel fish that swims around the rock and stuff like that and then you got your nemos you know that are playing around in there anemone and, and stuff like that so you 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 get this um you know this feeling of a nice community fish tank um without having, you know, clutter to the tank with these large fish, um you keep the bio load down because they are just small fish, they don't have um a huge bio load and you you don't you don't stress them out. They all have their own little holes, their own little uh burrows and stuff that they can go in. Um they're not fighting over territory, they're really not fighting too much over food and um I just think it makes for a great display. Um, little, it, and for a saltwater tank, um, honestly for any tank, a lot of times it's, it's not so much what you see at a distance, but if you come in closer and look really close, because at a distance you're definitely going to see those clownfish. You're going to say, oh, yeah, yeah, the Nemos. Okay, cool. Those guys are swimming out. And you maybe see the, the tang or the angelfish swimming around too. Oh, So that makes you come closer. And once you come closer, you know there's, oh, there's some crabs and snails and stuff in here. And what's that thing in the corner? Oh, it's little goby. What is, what is this guy? Where does he come from? And then you start getting even closer, and you start noticing all the little tiny little guys um, swimming around. And, you know, you start noticing some of the corals, some of the featherworms. Um, you know, maybe even some of the small copepods and, you know, that's, that's what I really like about the saltwater tank. Um, it's, it's a lot in, um, sometimes a small package and that, that's, what's really drew me in, um, how many, how many creatures I can keep in a tank versus, um, the, what's the biggest thing I can have that will live in this, this one small tank? Because, um, honestly, if, if you have a 10 gallon tank, and you try and fit the biggest thing in it, you're probably going to have one fish. But if you have um, the same size tank and you think, what is the smallest thing I can get and get a bunch of them, then then you have a nice fully stocked tank, and um, you, you don't have to worry about you know them fighting over stuff. Um, that's that's just how I like to do it. Some people just really like their big fish. I got a buddy that he wants a 180 um, gallon tank because he wants his he wants his snowflake eel and his um, he he wants oh, his nice. big grouper. And you know, he l he, he really likes the aggressive fish. And for aggressive fish, yeah, yeah. Get get a big tank, load them up. Those guys are cool though. The um they they're a really, really nice display, um and they and they look really cool. I, I like those guys too, and I don't get me wrong. Um I just I just prefer the smaller the smaller guys. I like the underdog.
1: Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> the snowflake eels are awesome and I agree with you on the clownfish. Everyone loves clownfish, even my my friends and my family love clownfish too.
10: It's yeah, recognizable. Everybody knows it already. Everybody recognizes the um, the clownfish and, and the Finding Nemo movie pretty much put that out there. I, I don't think anybody knew what it was until Finding Nemo came out, honestly.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's very true. I think Finding Dory is going to have a huge impact on clownfish and the blue hippo tings as well.
10: Um, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with you. Um. I think that the the yeah, the Finding Dora movie is gonna be a pretty big hit. Disney really doesn't go wrong with stuff like that.
1: Yeah, that's true. So what are your plans for twenty sixteen for Blue View Aquatics?
10: Um I think that I'm gonna be trying to just get more clients, get some more um some more some more like dentist and, stuff and um and business clients. Um, obviously it's getting some be my in home clients as well. But um, my my big goal is um to get to those business clients going. Um, like I said, I just moved so I'm, I'm gonna, gonna hear where go there's a lot of uh, offices and stuff like that too. So um I'm gonna try and hit drugs um, some offices, some uh some doctor's places and um the other big thing that I want really wanna have is my um, my website up and running and, and get some business from that as well. Looking at the pages of that, down and finalizing um, some of the some of the um, the processing. I just talked to Power, and I think I'm going to out how that all works. And um, with, with the website and and uh, expanding the business a little more, I'm hoping to uh, you know double my revenue this way. And uh, you know, once we can expand a little more. I want to say probably uh hopefully by the end of 2016 I can start researching more on what I would need to to open up like a little shop um like you know like a a big headquarters and um like I I work full time basically at, um another job I work at Lowe's and um you know they, they're they're really supportive in, in helping me out with with what I do to um you know, it, eventually what I'd like to do is um, keep moving as a time, and, and then just do full-time, I'd the aquatic. It's really funny because I, I, um, I got a buddy of mine. When I had just moved from from Florida back up here, um, I was living with a buddy of mine, and once I moved out of here, he started leaving um, where I was living as his little workspace, and he started um, his business, Owl Pipe um any listeners out there might be familiar with their um if they're tobacco pipe smokers. Um he makes these great handmade uh wooden pipes and um who he was working at I think I think he was working at FedEx and um UPS and you know he was just a he was basically like a truck driver. He did this you know, in in spare time he, he found I think like a, at a flea market he just found a bunch of um pieces of wood. He was like, Oh yeah, here they make pipes out of these Sounds pretty cool, and honestly, it was, it was funny, because he was never really, like, he was never really tobacco smoker, He never smoked cigarettes or anything, um, never mind, uh, you know, tobacco pipes or anything like that, but so he started just making these for some friends, and um, he he sold it to some guy that got him the idea of, hey, yeah, you know, you should put these online and, and see how they go, so he, I think he put them on eBay, or um, he, he set up some other website or something, and um, you know in within a year he went full time um which I was really proud of him for that because you know to to be able to quit your job and go full time with your own business within a year, that's amazing you know so um he's been a big inspiration for me to kind of um you know push forward more with movie Aquatics, and um i know i I don't have the same type of business you know that he does he has more like an inventory driven business Well, I have more of a service driven business. So I, I have to have like regular clients that stick with me. So I'm dealing with more like customer care issues and, and making sure you know my customer service is on point and, you know, keeping people happy. So that they, they call me back to have more services done. Um, but I'm hoping that with my website, I can I can turn that more into a product and inventory driven. Um, so that, those are some of the goals that I have for Blue's Aquatics and, um, that I, I invite everybody to to check out the Facebook page, um, Blue Review Aquatic on Facebook, um and show you your support your likes. Um and once I once I have the website um locked down, hopefully uh within the next month or two, um I'll be I'll be having PayPal chat and
5: and people start making orders
10: on livestock and on um dry goods. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be selling you know, food, equipment, um, oh, oh, you'll be able to, to purchase um, session credits, basically, uh, you know, prepaid um, services, and, you know, just kind of do some of the work that I've done in the past, some of the work that I'm trying to do in the future, a um, I'll, I'll part on there for people that I work with, um, for some of the places that I go to and visit. Um, you know, I, I'd like to make it, you know, a big community, kind of like what we're doing with... Uh, the western mass Air reef society um i'd like to move the aquatics to be some of the society as well you know people that um that support and and uh believe in you know what we're doing as a company and um you know want to want to help out support us and um join into the hobby or continue building in the hobby learn some new things and you know help others as well
1: Awesome. Sounds great. I know you're going to be very successful in 2016 because I know that you are
10: a very good businessman
1: and also a very good fish keeper. So, do you think I can get you on the American Variety Network more often in 2016?
10: Yeah, I hope so. Um, We've been pretty busy over here. Um, I I do a lot of shifts over at Lowe's, and when I'm not busy working at Lowe's, I'm um, pretty much doing fish stuff at the house, and uh, I'll be getting married uh, in June of 2016 as well. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Um, I know my fiance, uh, she's been wanting me to spend more time with her and stuff as well. So I, I know I'm gonna be busy, and when I have free time um, from taking time off from from my full time job and and work in Blueville Aquatics as well, you know, she she just wants to snuggle up sometimes and watch a movie or you know go out to dinner or something like that. And um, I wanna I wanna keep her happy. I what what I hear is happy wife, happy life. So I'm gonna try and <laughs> stick to that. To keep my fiance and future wife happy. So, um, you know, hopefully everything goes well, and, you know, maybe she'll be working for me too, although I'm I'm sure she'll still be the boss.
1: Yeah, all women are the
10: boss. <laughs> that's, that's my experience, anyways. Awesome.
1: Well, I want to thank you for being a guest tonight. You did a great job. I enjoyed uh, hearing your speech on fish. It was awesome.
10: Thank you so much. Yeah, it's always been fun uh, to join the uh, American Variety Network. I hope you guys got... Uh, got a lot of information from me tonight and you know i like i said i, I hope you should go on to facebook and check out the blueview aquatics page and also um keep listening to alex on the uh, american variety network i know he's been going through a lot and and, it's, and he's gone a long way to get where he is today and you know i'm always very happy to, to support alex and, and everything that he does and all his listeners out there i know support um support you as well alex and you know i, I i'm very happy to be a part of this community
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. I love having you on my show, and I hope you'll feel better.
10: Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you can tell. My my voice is a little raspy, and I'm still coughing up a little bit. But, yeah, I I, I should be okay. But, um, yeah, again, thank you so much for having me on, Alex, and we'll have to schedule another day for me to come on.
1: All right, yeah, sounds good. Thank you so much for being here today. It was a pleasure having you on. All right, have a good night, Alex. Bye-bye, everybody. You you too. Bye-bye. Awesome. So that was our two wonderful guests for the evening. I'd like to say thank you to William T. for being our first guest and Blue View Aquatics owner Josh Rodriguez for being our second guest here on our special three-year anniversary show. We're going to have a third guest, but unfortunately she's not going to make it tonight. But we are still going to have some fun. We have to have fun on celebrations, right? So I'd like to remind everybody, if you have been a loyal listener over the last three years, I would like for you to call in at one three four seven nine eight nine eighty one forty two 989 8142 to tell me which of my shows that I hosted were your favorite or tell me how you think I can improve myself on the podcast. That's one three four seven nine eight nine eighty one forty two. 989 8142 But right now, I'm going to go ahead and play some comedy clips and a few of my past callers over the last three years, and I'm also going to play uh, a few songs as well. And I'd like to remind everybody that today's show is going to be a special three-hour show to celebrate our three-year anniversary. But anyways, let's get on to our audio clips.
4: Thank you for calling me. have your account number, please.
0: You come out here, yak, 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 in some foreign language. This is United States of America. I may just touch you where it is today.
4: Um, Sure. Uh, do you have your card with you? You're right. Can you please tell me the card number? If
0: there's somebody out there that don't like the way I talk, he can come to my face and tell me about it.
4: Okay, sir, sure. if you want, I can transfer the call back into the queue. Will that be okay?
0: Let me tell you, Tito Santana. You grease ball.
3: Thank you for calling. May I have the telephone number? We left the message out, starting with the area code, please.
0: I don't know what that fellow said there in all that different type of language.
3: Okay, sir, are you having trouble with your card?
10: You're right. Okay, can I have your 16-digit card number, please?
0: You come out here, yak, 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 in some foreign language. This is United States of America. I may just touch you where it is today.
4: Sir, I, I am not speaking in another language. I'm speaking English.
3: I'm my own man,
0: and I did it over in Vietnam the way I wanted to do it. My way, <laughs> the only way.
4: Sir, are you wanting to... You mean to clear a block on your card?
0: You grease ball!
4: You slime!
0: What
3: can I do to help you?
0: Well, let me tell you, how does a slaughter cannon sound?
3: I can't help you if you don't tell me what you need help with.
0: You know, I don't have to come up here and call people names.
3: Okay,
4: sir, is there something you want to help with, or otherwise I'm going to release you?
0: I get a kick out of calling people names, and you know why I can do it? Because I'm man enough to do it. Okay, sir... Tito Santana! I don't respect anybody!
9: You're
11: dismissed.
12: Thank you for calling PlayStation. Can I get your phone number to get you started, please? Good morning. Hello?
6: Are you the boss?
12: I'm not.
8: I have two brochures oh. so far in front of me, and I have two different phone numbers. I have to find out which number is right. I have
6: 6711, I have 9933, and I want you to tell me which is the right phone number.
12: I'm sorry, I would have to get your full phone number in order to be able to tell you, you know, give you get any account information.
6: You don't even know? I
12: don't. So are you saying you had no idea? Well, I'm saying that I need your phone number in order to get your uh, account information.
6: All right, let me ask you a couple of questions. Are you gay?
13: Thank you for calling PlayStation. Can you please get your phone number to get this call started off you today. Good morning. Alright. Are you the boss? Um it kinda of depends on what you mean by the boss.
6: I want to invest.
13: One more time, please.
6: I want to invest.
13: You want to invest, huh? Yes. Alright. I can definitely help you out with this today. Uh would you mind if I put you on hold if you want to two minutes? Go ahead. All right, thank you. All right, thank you for holding, so um, you want to invest in Sony, huh? Yes. All right, what you're going to need to do at this point, then, is you're going to need to go to uh, your tax manager, uh, whoever handles your taxes, and talk to them about that, because here at PlayStation, we do not handle that sort of thing, okay? Why? I'm sorry? Why? Because we just don't.
6: The fact is, I want to invest $100 billion.
13: Okay. Unfortunately, we do not handle that sort of thing here. What you'll need to do is go to whoever handles your taxes and talk to them about it.
6: Let's settle this once and for all. All right. let me ask you a couple of questions. Are you an anti-Semite? I'm sorry? Are you an anti-Semite?
13: I don't understand what you're talking about.
6: Have you ever had sex before?
13: That is kind of private and I will not divulge that kind of information. If you have any valid questions about uh, your PlayStation or how to fix it, I would be more than happy to solve those problems. But without that kind of information, or uh, without that kind of problem, there's nothing more I can do for you. And, uh... If there's nothing else, I will need to release the call, okay?
6: Can you be a little specific, please?
13: I was pretty specific. Uh, I will need to release the call if you don't have any valid questions. No, no, no. Life sucks. Do you know that? I do know that. You have a great day now, sir. Okay. Holiday Motel.
11: How you doing?
13: Good. Are you having a good day? All right. I
11: got three things I want to talk about. Do you understand me?
14: Yeah, who is is this?
11: Michael. Holiday Motel. How you doing? Who is this? I got three things I want to talk about. I don't want to talk to you. I said the man I saw backstage tonight. You're going to ask me some questions. You're going to ask me a bunch of questions? Is that what you're going to do?
4: Dude, don't you get it? I don't want to talk to you. No, go ahead.
11: What? Holiday Motel. I got three things I want to talk about.
6: Get off my phone!
11: What?
12: <laughs> Holiday in Steamboat. This is Craig.
11: How you doing?
12: Just
8: fine.
11: Are you having a good day? Sure. Are you going to ask me a bunch of questions? Is that what you were going to do? Uh-huh. Now go ahead. No, go ahead. I got three things I want to talk about.
7: All
0: right. Do you understand me? Uh-huh.
11: I said the man I saw backstage tonight, he almost had to quit.
7: uh
9: this is for you.
11: Hey, I think it's the uh, Stone
7: Cold, maybe?
13: Huh? Stone Cold Steve Austin on the
0: phone? Steve. How you doing?
13: I'm all I'm all right. How you doing, buddy?
0: Are you having a good day?
13: I am. Do you have any Budweisers? No, go ahead. No, do you have any Budweisers?
11: The Stone Cold Steve Austin is entering himself in the Royal Rumble. Holiday, Steamboat steamboat's you Are you going to ask me a bunch of questions? Is that what you were going to do? <coughs> And
7: that's the bottom line. Just don't go step up. Holiday and Express, South Lake Trail. This is Carla. How can I help you? How you doing?
13: Oh, my God.
11: To Look at man right in the eye, face to face. Now, go ahead. You're going to ask me some questions.
4: Good afternoon. Thank you for choosing the Rollins Holiday
12: and Express. Happy holidays. How can we help you?
11: How you doing? Good. Are you having a good day? Yes. I got three things I want to talk about. Okay. Talk about the man I saw backstage tonight. What? What? Do you understand no. me? I said the man I saw backstage tonight. I can't understand you. What? I can't understand what? you. Now, go ahead. Do you understand me? I'm talking about the man I saw backstage tonight.
1: Now, this truly has to be one of the funniest things I have ever done in my three years of podcasting. You know, I really, really laugh at this. I did this last year in 2015 on Easter, and here we are in January of 2016, and I still get a hell of a laugh out of this. You know, this guy actually... Is my stepfather the guy that, or excuse me, he's actually my father's stepfather, the guy that I pranked, and he's actually an asshole in real life. But he does not know that he was being pranked by a website that I use, and he sounded so guilty. In this call. The way he talks, it's funny. I guarantee you, you guys are going to laugh at this call. I had my whole entire family and friends laughing at this call. Simply because we all knew this guy is an asshole. But I know you guys are going to get a good laugh out of this. So let's go ahead and hear this funny comedy clip. Hello? Hello? Oh, who's this?
6: Hi, this is your neighbor. I think you know which one.
0: Oh. Look, Bart?
6: I don't want any problems, but you need to stop watching us through our windows. What are you talking about? My wife said she saw you staring at her while she was changing. Where? My daughter even said someone's been watching her walk to school. Well, what are we talking about? What, what house is Shut you up, up while at? I'm talking to you. I know it was you. And it stops now. I don't know what you're talking about. I I go look out the front door. Just admit you been doing it and stop. Otherwise, I'm getting the police involved. Really I don't know. What name are we talking about? Stop stalking my family, you creep. I'm not stalking anybody. I'm calling the cops and filing a restraining order. What is this? You better hope I don't catch you, you sicko. Sick, disgusting sicko. Hello? (laughs) You've just been pranked by PrankDial.com. It was a prank.
1: (laughs) Uh, Go to the front door. Uh, Who is this?
9: (laughs) You can tell how scared that guy was. (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: All right. So it would not be a party without music, right? So right now, I'm gonna go ahead and play three songs, and then we're gonna take a blast down memory lane and hear some of my best callers in the past three years. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are a fan of my show, please feel free to call in at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two and join this fun celebration. I created my first podcast, and I hosted my first podcast, and it was called Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show. And when I first got on Blog Talk Radio with my first show, it really was simply something for me to do to kill time and have some fun. And at the time when I started my first show, I was actually a senior in high school. I was a senior at Putnam Vocational Technical High School taking culinary arts, and I was going to be a chef, but unfortunately, I got injured, and I was just using the Chef Carnelli cooking show to teach people how to cook at home like a chef and give out quality recipes. But you know, I did not expect me to have a podcast for very long. I said I'll give myself six months and then I'm going to get tired of doing all the work for the podcast and putting all the recipes on a script and doing shows. But maybe it's been a blessing that I cannot work because I've been providing some great podcast. You know, I have to thank everyone who suggested uh that I get my own show because I am really enjoying hosting a podcast. Now, I started with the Chef Cranelli cooking show and then I transpired into the Aquatic Wetline, which was my very first fish-keeping show. And I've been keeping fish ever since I was a little kid. I was born in the tropical fish-keeping hobby, and I've had a lot of freshwater fish and stuff. So I figured that I was groomed to be successful as a fish-keeping host, and I really was. I created the Aquatic Wetline, which was one of my most successful shows. Now, I had the opportunity to work with some great co-hosts like James Jones, Russell Fake, uh Slash Slashmaster1989jeff, and uh, even the William T. And I also met some wonderful listeners like Donovan Barger and Jeremy Stellhorn, and it really was a great opportunity. And it took me three years to finally have a saltwater show, but I'm very glad to have a saltwater show. And then after I had the Aquatic Wetline, I decided that, you know, I wanted to have a talk show. And at one point, I had three shows going on. I had the Chef Cornelli cooking show, the Aquatic Wetline and the Alice Cardinelli show. And I also think I had an Entertainment Zone radio as well. So I had I had several shows going on, and I had a good friend of mine, James Jones, recommend to me that I create a network, and I created the Ace Network, and it had all of my successful shows like the Chef Curninelli cooking show and the Aquatic Wetline, the Alice Curninelli show, and some wrestling shows and stuff, but. Then I realized that there was another ace network on YouTube. There's a store called Ace, and there's a lot of other aces out there. So I was talking with my friend William about what would be a good uh, network name. And I said, I, I had the idea of some sort of an American network. And then William suggested to me Variety we put it together, and I created the American Variety Network, and this really is one of my favorite podcasts that I have the opportunity to host. Three years later, and I am loving podcasting. I definitely did not expect this. I am truly honored and somewhat humbled of all the people that I've met and all of you, my wonderful listeners. I love you all. Thank you very much for being a friend of mine. All of you who tune into my shows are friends. Thank you for listening to me and I really really appreciate it. All right. I just thought I would tell you guys that I wanted to give you a little bit of me on tonight's show because really I'm excited, I'm proud of myself having three years of being a podcaster and there will be many many more years to come this has certainly become a favorite hobby of mine thank you my listeners for making this turn out to be a huge success of mine all right i want to remind you guys that once again When 11 o'clock hits, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the live stream is going to end, but I'm still going to continue recording the show. You will have to re-listen to the show to catch after 11 o'clock p.m.'s part of the show. Unfortunately, I can only be on the air for two hours, but anything I talk about after 11 p.m. will be available in the archive section of today's episode. All right. So now, we're going to get back into our audio clips. I'm going to play some of my callers from
9: the past three years and a few more songs. Enjoy it, my folks. By the
1: way, the first three calls are from the Chef Cardinale Cooking Show. The first one is Chef Ron Locke, Chef Matt West, and Mark and Nathan Blowies. Let's welcome in Chef Ron Locke. Hi, Chef Ron. How are you doing tonight? I'm
4: doing great, Chef Alex. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm really honored to be your 2000th uh what is it, the two thousandth uh, uh episode that you having or uh, maybe i what what is or did i miss that what, what is what's your, what it's the two thousandth something what is it
1: again oh it was the um two hundredth episode last week
4: two hundredth two hundredth episode well i am very honored to be part of that tonight not a
1: problem i'm very glad to have you on the show tonight my my pleasure well thank you okay. So if you don't mind, uh, why don't we start the show by having you explain a bit about yourself, and then we'll move into our questions for tonight. I'd be happy to do that for you. Well, right, currently
4: I have my own catering company. It's called CRL Catering, and I started that back in 1993. That is about the time I got into my professional uh, uh, culinary world. I'm a catering chef. And uh, like I said, I've been doing that for about tw- a little over 20 years now. And uh, just love it. Um, I am a uh, chef. I went to the Florida Culinary Institute, got my degree in 2006 and uh, in culinary arts. I have my associate degree in that. And currently, I'm also the CEO and president of my own media company, which I formed this July, which is called No Rock Productions. And that basically is housing my new cooking show, uh, the Chevron Lock Show, which is going to be coming out in March of this year, which I'm really excited about, and also uh, the new cookbook that I'm working on currently, which should be out in early summer, hopefully. Keeping keep my fingers crossed on that, and uh, the website and basically all the different social media sites and stuff. It kind of houses all of the entertainment world that I'm currently getting into as well. So uh, it's been it's been quite a quite a busy year, and looks to be an extremely busy year from uh, what's all uh, currently on my plate.
1: Welcome in tonight, special guest. He is my teacher at Putnam, a man I'm very proud to call a close friend and also one of the people who is teaching me how to become a chef, Chef Matt West. Welcome to the show. How are you tonight, Chef?
2: Oh, I'm doing well. How are you,
1: Alex? I'm very good. Awesome to get you on the show again.
2: Yeah, thanks. I'm glad to be back.
1: Yeah. The last time you were on, we had over 5,000 listens. No kidding. Yep. You're an awesome guy.
2: <laughs> well, no, I don't know. I think it's mostly about you, Alex, truth be told.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you want to tell us a little about yourself first? Well, I'm a
2: graduate of the Culinary Institute of America. Uh, I've been cooking uh, since I was about 15 years old. I went to a vocational school just like you. And, you know, I I, I learned a lot in the industry as well. So you you can go to cooking school. You can learn an awful lot um, going to a school like the CIA or Johnson & Wales. But... Nothing beats um being out in the industry and, and working in kitchens and bakeries and 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 learning firsthand. Um, other than that i mean you know i I never stop learning and and i i you know I like cooking i like baking I like pastries, so you know I just kinda do all of them as as much as i can and now yeah i, think, I like
1: 'em I like them all too,
2: yeah. Well, it keeps you rounded, you know. It gives you a rounded repertoire, and you'll you'll always find work if if that's uh, the field you're in.
1: Yes. How are you guys doing today?
7: Good. Glad to be here, Jeff. Alex. Glad to be
1: here. I'm glad to have you. Actually, one of my favorite guests ever having the show. I have to admit, you're probably one of my best guests as well.
7: Really cool, um if there was one thing
15: I would like to do better than cooking, it's talk about cooking. This is awesome. <laughs> Good to be. <laughs> me too. I agree I agree with you as well.
1: Okay, so we um we actually have our first caller for the night, uh for tonight, so let me go ahead and take this call. Okay, seven uh seven two seven, we're now on the um Chef Kanois Cooking Show. Hello? Uh-huh. Um, is uh is the caller on the show now?
14: I'm listening to the show.
1: Okay. Um, 365 3605 You're on the Chef News hey, hey, Show now. How you doing? How you doing? Oh, hi. How are you?
14: Good, good. I'm calling from uh, Tampa, Clearwater, Florida. I just have a couple of questions for the young, uh, talented uh, Mason there.
1: Okay. Go ahead and ask him away.
14: Okay. Mason, I just wanted to ask... Um, how was it on the show with Chef Ramsay? And also, how is it being um, a young talented actor like you do get around and do things and 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 everything else?
7: <clears throat> well, Sorry. it was really nice to cook with Chef Ramsay. It was kind of a – he was yelling out like five, and that was the, the intense moment when he was going out five, four. That
13: oh, was really intense.
14: And one more question, uh, Nathan. Um, your personality, I just was wondering, do you get it from your dad, your mom, or is it a mixture? Of just, you know, with the IQ, the personality. Uh, I think it
7: just comes in with me. You just, just got it from yourself, you, huh? just Basically, from yourself? it's wrong.
14: That's what I was saying. Like, you know, like in Madden, it's like it's all in the game, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm going to let you go, Nathan, okay? Thanks for talking to you. I'm sure um, you'll be back next season. We'll all be uh, wishing the best for you and everything else and your success. And um, I know you know who this is, so I will not say nothing. So, Um, anyway, best of luck.
15: We did recognize you, Mike. Thank you very much. Appreciate
14: all your <laughs> <laughs> very much. I'm looking forward to meeting you and you're an excellent actor and everything. And um you really have two good parents who care about you and raise you properly. They really do. So thank
1: you very much. God bless
14: and um look forward to everything else in the future. Bye bye. Thanks
15: for thanks for the awesome call.
14: Thank
6: you. So,
15: Chef Alex, just real quick, um, Nathan. Um, you know, in the, in the show, he was asking about uh, how it was to be on on the show with um, with Gordon Ramsay, Chef Ramsay. And um, you know, Nathan had been watching these shows, and and you know, the, what he was trying to say is it gets right down to the last couple of seconds, and you got to get that that food on the plate, and it really made him nervous. He so he he really tried to rush through it because you know, if you don't get the food on the plate. Then you don't get judged. You don't. You don't get your food tasted. So um, they called him the pocket rocket because he, he, you know, he didn't want to stand still and 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 talk about the, what he's cooking. He wanted to get to it, so he had to run to the pantry and get his stuff. And and he kept bumping into to Ramsey a couple times. He, he he almost knocked him over. So he was known as the little pocket rocket.
1: <laughs> so Mark and Nathan Blawies are actually. Uh, TV star, so to speak. Nathan Blowies was on the first season of MasterChef Junior, United States version, and he he was able to be on a show that has Gordon Ramsay on it, which is interesting and awesome at the same time. So we're going to go ahead and play our last comedy clip, and then we will have a little bit more of a discussion, and I'll play some more songs. To finish the live stream Of our three year anniversary Now this is a funny Male themed comedy That I think you guys are going to enjoy
6: This song is about a problem
4: That I have
7: Frequently There are three Three, three kinds of affection Homosexual. Some of the bring periods of nervous tension. There's a mysterious third time you no one really understands. It happens when your schloss decides to take matters into Check. I looked down and realized I was 100% percent direct. No reason boner. No reason boner. I like Cola but not that much. No reason boner.
4: Hi, welcome to the post office. Thanks. I just need to mail this package. No problem. Just place it on the scale. Sure thing. Oh, oh god. I, I can't right now. Why not? I, I have to go I have a uh, doctor's appointment at the dentist
7: Now things are a little awkward Between my mailman and I That was not my best lie I was
4: All those monkeys actually those technically aren't monkeys they're macaques wow macaques really hairy uh so what time does the zoo close about eight o'clock great that gives me a chance to- oh god oh not not now
7: not in front of the children why have you forsaken me lord
1: now I'm usually hitting the bed around 12 or 1 in the morning. And I also like the 7 p.m. start time. There will be one show on Thursday, January 7th that goes back to 9 p.m. Eastern. That is only for my special guest. Now, if my guest cannot do 7 p.m. Eastern, I will work around their schedule. So Thursday, January 7th. 2015, at 9 p.m. Eastern, I have Aquaria Max, Russ, and Kelly on my show. But after Thursday, we're going to be back to our regular start time of 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So fans of the American Variety Network, don't forget, January 5th, 7 p.m. start time.
6: Fans of the American Variety Network, mark your calendar. Starting Tuesday, January 5, 2016, the American Variety Network will have a new airtime. We will begin airing at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, and 4 p.m. Pacific. Starting January 5, 2016, our first show in the new time slot will be Saltwater Tropical Fish Chat Live on Aquarium Talk, the podcast. And Aqua Alex will be discussing the Yellow Tang, a popular saltwater tropical fish.
1: Here to learn about l Tangs this Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. You know, as much as I love celebrating three years of being an awesome podcaster, I think 2016 is going to be an awesome year for the American Variety Network. I've got a lot of great shows planned for 2016, including some live on location broadcasts. And I'm going to be interviewing some wonderful people this year. I've got a on Max guest coming on, Kelly and Russ. I've got Sam Garcia Jr. coming on the 20th and some other great shows. So 2016 looks to be an awesome year for podcasting. Now I've got a question in the chat room. Will there be an anniversary show every January 3rd? Now, my answer to that question is there probably will be one each year. Will it be hosted the same way as this year? Who knows? But I, I bet you there probably will be one each and every year. All right. Now, once again, I'd like to remind all my listeners out there, you can call in at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two 989 8142 to discuss Your favorite show that I hosted or to chat with me. That's one three four seven nine eight nine eighty one forty two. So we're gonna get back to two more songs, and when these songs are done, I'll wrap up the live stream and get you ready for the recording. So don't go anywhere, my folks.
8: Hey, Alex. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. How are you, Jeremy, sir?
8: Good. I'm enjoying the the three-year anniversary, and I just wanted to call in and say congratulations,
1: man.
12: You're doing a good job, and keep up the good work. It's quite an accomplishment, three
1: years on broadcasting. Thank you, sir. It means a lot to me. I'm very happy to be celebrating three-year anniversary. I put a lot of work into it, and I'm enjoying podcasting so far.
8: You're doing a good job with it, and I appreciate the opportunity to get to come on and tell you thank you and uh good product you put out. I really enjoy
15: your shows.
1: You're welcome, sir. Would you like, to leave, would you like me to leave your uh, phone on the line so you can hear the recording?
15: That would be wonderful. Thanks again, Alex. You
12: have a great show.
1: You're welcome, and thank you so much for calling in. Awesome. So just a reminder, folks, we are now going into the recording, so that means anyone listening live, your show's going to stop playing at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, but don't get discouraged. You're going to be able to hear the rest of the show by simply clicking on the link and waiting for the show to archive, and then skip past the two-hour mark to hear the recording. All right? Now, in the recording tonight, I'm going to discuss why I like Block Talk Radio. I'll discuss some of my all time favorite shows over the last three years. I'll give some shout outs and I'm going to play some more Blast from the Plast clips. And maybe if we have time, some more music. So, ladies and gentlemen, the recording is going to start any minute now, and I cannot wait for this fun little recording thing we've got going on tonight. I don't use the recording very often because it does, um, restrict live listens, but I figured I'll give it a try today. So I'm gonna do my three-year anniversary intro again, and after that intro plays, the recording has officially started. Hello, everybody!
7: Did you know that on this day here... He should be Alice Cardelli the world podcast by creating his first single podcast named Chef Cardelli the show. New to podcasting and with no free knowledge of how to do podcasting, I think Who knew what Alice could have come? But Alice is dedication, determination, persistence, and First instance, for the a podcast. Days, three, the podcast. podcast. Like and the the American variety network tonight on the American variety network. Alex celebrate the third anniversary podcasting. um Join Alex and celebrate with him, it will be special yet, and hopefully fun for all who listen to this podcast. So, without any further ado, let's get this one-time celebration started. The three-year anniversary begins right here, right now. Are you ready? Let's get it on!
1: All right, so I like um, to start this recording by discussing why I like Blog Talk Radio. You know, after three years, my respect for Blog Talk Radio has grown immensely. I love Blog Talk Radio, and there's four reasons why I love Blog Talk Radio. The first reason is its simplicity to host a show. It is really easy to host a show here on Blog Talk Radio. I mean, all I got to do is create an episode and then go into my studio and call in using Skype and my Logitech headsets, and I create a professional sounding radio show. I really love that. The second reason I like and love Blog Talk Radio is because I can broadcast my shows live, which means I can interview guests live on the air and take callers. Not too many other shows can have callers on their platform or on their podcast sites like stitcher radio and all the other radios it's kind of hard to get callers i really enjoy the fact um that on blog talk radio you can accept callers the third thing i love about blog talk radio is that millions upon millions of people are viewing this site each and every day Practically, Blog Talk Radio is the YouTube of online podcasting. It's becoming the new thing, and a lot of people love it. And luckily for me, I chose to host a podcast on Blog Talk Radio when it was getting popular. And the fourth reason I love Blog Talk Radio is because your shows are automatically syndicated to iTunes and Stitcher Radio, with a little bit of knowledge and work. You do have to put work in to have your shows put on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, but hey, it's worth it. I have gained a lot of my listeners from iTunes and from Stitcher Radio, and I am very thankful for that. I think it is great. Alright, so that's why I love Blog Talk Radio. Anytime I hear someone knocking Blog Talk Radio, I say you are a complete fool. Blog Talk Radio is easy and it is heard by a lot of people. Now, someone would probably say to me, if I went to another platform, I'd probably get a thousand more listeners. Well, it could be true, but I really do enjoy hosting a show here on Blog Talk Radio because I feel like family here at Blog Talk Radio. I'm a part of a wonderful Facebook group called Blog Talk Radio Network Directory, and I chat with other Blog Talk Radio hosts, and they're all very wonderful people, and I really love Blog Talk Radio. So those are the reasons that I love Blog Talk Radio. Now, I want to give shout outs to all those of you wonderful people who have helped me over the last three years become a success on podcasting. The first person I would like to thank is a good friend of mine, and that is Chef Matt West. He was actually my chef instructor at Putnam Vocational Technical High School. He was one of my first guests on the Chef Cornelio cooking show, and he brought me really big listens and really big success, and I am glad that I had Chef Matt West on my show. Chef Matt West taught me how to cook and bake and be a professional chef, and how to talk professionally. So thank you, Chef Matt West, for that. I also want to thank Joe and Christine Kish, as they're called on Facebook. But really, I want to thank Christine Kish for teaching me how to be professional and having the opportunity to work with Christine Kish on the Chef Corninelli cooking show. It was a blast, and I miss working with her. She's a great lady, and hopefully I'll have the opportunity to work with her again. Check out her radio show at mymothersecrets.com. I also would like to say thank you to my very first co-host on my fish show, james jones james jones was a huge part of the aquatic wetline success he put a lot of work into the show for me and if it was not for him i would have never gave prizes away on my 50th episode of the aquatic wetline special thanks go out to russell seike who filled in for james jones when james jones left The Aquatic Wetline, Russell provided the Aquatic Wetline with some knowledge of the aquarium hobby. Special thanks to William T. Hannaford. Now, William was a co-host on the Aquatic Wetline in the ACE Network for some time, and he was also a co-host on the American Variety Network. For a little while, but William helped me mature and helped me better myself on the air, and I want to say thank you, William, for that. I also want to say thank you to Jeremy Stellhorn, Master 1989 Donovan Barger, and all of you, my loyal listeners. Thank you very much for tuning in to each and every show that I do. You guys truly are awesome. I love my loyal listeners. You guys are what make me do what I do best and host this podcast. Without you, I probably would not be having a 3-year anniversary show. There are some of the loyal listeners out there that support every move I make, whether it's right or wrong, and I am forever thankful for that I also want to say thank you to my parents and my family members for helping me out with the podcast and believing in me that was truly inspirational for me all right so now I'm going to go ahead and play the final blast from the past callers and the rest of the music and then I'm going to to talk about my favorite shows of the last three years here on our three year anniversary. Now, these next Blessing the Past calls are from the Aquatic Wetline, my fish keeping podcast. And the first one is the manager of the Dave Fish Room, the Dave's in Agwan, Massachusetts, where I did my very first live on-location broadcast. The second is Simon Chu, the owner and operator of ST International, who is on the Aquatic Wet Lines' 150th episode. And the third blast in the past clip, it's from Sam Garcia Jr., who called into the aquatic wet line. And the last fish related blast from the past is from Ed Picard from our Fish Frenzy live on location broadcast from December twenty seventh, twenty fourteen. A lot of people um I deal with in my sh- in
4: the store where I work or in in my line of career, I do pretty much uh, sales, I do mainly a lot of customer service, which is pretty much the most important thing to do, um, and the main thing that I get a lot of is customers who have a lot of technical issues with their aquarium, um, and you being a fish keeper, what do you think is one of the most technical, most common technical problems that a customer might have with their tank? Uh, what do you think? Uh,
1: probably water
4: perimeters, is that probably water. the closest? That's point? exactly it. Um, the main thing that we usually run into is cloudy what people calling, asking about cloudy water, um, asking about green water, asking about, you know, I've got a tank that's crystal clear, yet all my fish seem to be dying. Um, that's one of the main things. And some of the main causes of that, there's a couple big, big issues that usually cause that. First of all is if you've got fish that are always suddenly dying or if you've got a bad odor in your tank, um, for me, the main thing is overfeeding. That's the biggest, biggest um, issue that one can have with their tanks—too much food. Because what happens is, if you have a lot of excess, excess food that's uneaten, um, food actually breaks, compose, uh, and that converts into ammonia and converts into nitrite, which, as you know, is pretty pretty bad for your aquarium. Uh, how do you think? What in your past? What do you think you have to do to control those parameters if you have a high level of either one? You think you would try to do a water change, correct? Yes. Okay, good size, partial water change. Usually, rule of thumb is one-third water change um, every every time you do a maintenance. If you have a high level of ammonia, people forget that waste tends to build up in their gravel. Um, a lot of people that I deal with will come in and they say their tanks have been doing beautiful forever and then all of a sudden they start dying. And then when I will ask um ask I will ask them how what they do to take care, how often they do maintenance, how often do they do water changes, and people will say, "Well, I just top off for water evaporation." Uh, that is probably the worst thing you can do. Water, you always top off for evaporation, but you never want to substitute for actually doing a physical water change. And when you do a water change, and most important tool that you need is the is the aquarium siphon. Uh, if you've ever seen it, if you ever, I'm pretty sure you have one yourself. Um, that is actually a tube that actually has a fat end on one end, and it uses gravity to suck the water out of the tank into a bucket that you might have on the floor. Some fancier ones, like the python, will actually connect to the sink and use the water pressure uh, to run water from the sink. Uh, what it does is you want to use that siphon to actually force into the gravel and pull as much waste out of the bottom as you possibly can. Um if you see black water coming out through that when you're siphoning your gravel, that's going to actually, that's actually what's giving you the problem. You want to get all that black gunk out of the tank. A lot of people will say leave that down there, but after a while, as you know, there's good bacteria that develops. Uh, that bacteria helps break down the tank, but the problem is if there's too much waste on the bottom, it breaks, it actually decomposes faster than that good bacteria can take care of it. And then
9: So let's welcome our guest for the
1: 150th episode, the president and CEO of ST International Aquarium Products. Welcome to the 150th episode of the Aquatic Wetline, and welcome to the Aquatic Wetline, uh, Simon 2. Thank you so much for being here tonight.
16: Hi. Good evening, Alex, and all the Aqua Wetline listeners. Thank you for having me as a guest on your show. And I just can't wait to be on your show. And congratulations on reaching your 150th episode of your show. I'm very, very honored to be a guest.
1: Thank you very much for that. I'm really honored to have you here on the uh Wet Lines 150th episode. So after I ask you my questions, I understand you're going to be giving away two caster filters and two skimmers, correct? Yes. Awesome. Well, uh, my first question for you is, when did ST International first start, and how did it begin?
4: All right. So first of all, ST
16: International stands for Superior Technology. We launched about three years ago, and we are selling our products in about five different countries right now. And the idea about starting ST International, actually starting from, I had difficulty finding some quality, affordable products to meet my own needs. Um, I have many tanks in my whole life, and so far I keep about no less than uh, 10 tanks from one gallon to 800 gallon tanks. So back then I was having difficulty finding some like water conditioner, tap water conditioner, to be able to be very high concentrated and offer so many different uh, varieties for example, like removing the ammonia, the d- chlorine the d- chromine and provide slime codes, et cetera. Because um, I used to purchase one that is huge bottle which is not concentrated. Um, if I want concentrated, then it doesn't provide a lot of functionalities and also I have difficulty finding the true nitrifying bacterias uh, because on the market what I found was like... Uh, um, bacteria boosters, which is just like the food for the bacteria, or um, they simply say beneficial bacteria. So um, I have some difficulty finding uh, the, the good product at an affordable price with an extremely high quality to just to meet my personal need. That's why I create ST International.
1: For ado, please welcome. Mr. Sam Garcia, how are you doing today, Sam?
16: I'm doing quite well. Thank you very much.
5: Thanks for having you're me. Welcome. on, By the way,
1: you're welcome. Thanks for agreeing to be on the show today. I really appreciate it.
5: No, anytime, man. I like uh, I like talking fish. Anytime I get a chance, uh, I'll find a, a reason to talk fish. I run into people at the coffee shop and talk fish, and you know when I'm shopping, I always uh, find that there's a lot more aquarists out there than we think.
1: That's very true. It's very, it's very good to talk to each f- obvious, I think, as, as well. So why don't we start by having you explain a bit about yourself, Sam, if you don't mind.
5: Okay. Uh, well, what is there to know? I am a Californian, and I've been here the majority of my life. I'm out here. we got great weather. I'm, at, I'm from San Diego, California, which is uh, as far south as you can get. And literally, I'm about five minutes from the Mexican border. Um, I spent, uh, the majority of my working life in the aquarium industry as well as the reptile industry. Um, and, uh, ever since I was young, probably around, you know, five or six years old, I, I pretty much started sponging in as much information as I could and I found that it was something I was really passionate about and, uh, I I wanted to learn as much as possible. So my, my first type of, type of, uh, learning was through books. And I would I would go with my parents everywhere. There was books. I'd always go to the book section and look for the the uh current tropical fish book, uh reptile book. You know, uh, back then it was the books for reptiles were um very they were in black and white and uh there was a uh, one particular one called Reptiles as Pets and it was written by uh Raymond L. Ditmars who is a legend in the reptile industry. And then I the, the fish books were most of them had drawings in them. And so rather than having a lot of good photos, they had, you know, black and white photos or photos of, I don't know if you've ever seen those old books, and it looks like all the photos are dead fish.
1: Oh, um, yeah, I've seen those before.
5: Yeah, basically what it is, a lot of times they were dead fish, but but in most cases they were live, but they were using a photo box where they would pin the fish, and that's what you'd see is these, these fish, you know, that looked like they were dead. Nothing like the live stuff, and I knew that. And so I, I wanted to know a little bit more, so you know I did library research, not internet. They didn't have that back then,
7: <laughs>
5: and found out uh, you know how they did it. And I wanted to. I saw the the drawings of the fish in there, and even as a as a young kid, literally, probably around six years old, I tried to outdo those drawings. I said I can draw that fish better. So you know I had this I had this drive inside to. I said I want I want to do that for a living. I told my parents I want to draw animals for books. And, I mean, it's turned out pretty good because that's one of the things I do now with my artwork.
1: Let's bring him on to the show. Fish the owner, Ed Picard, how are you today, sir?
12: Oh, pretty good. How are you, Alex?
1: I'm doing great. I'm glad to have you on the show. This is my first time having you ever on Aquatic London, and I'm glad to be broadcasting here live.
12: Yeah, it's um, I hear a little echo because I'm hearing <laughs> I'm hearing the radio show and your, your voice at slightly different times, but we'll work with that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, I can remember shopping with you since I was in my early teenage years, and now I am a young adult, and I always remember your store had awesome fish and the best prices in town. I've always liked your store, and I think you do a fantastic job.
12: Well, thank you. Um, I try to uh bring back the roots of what i you know what i used to experience when i was a kid back in the 60s So, you know try to. Do-
1: sorry about that we had a little uh loss of connection here for a second sorry about that we had a loss of connection for a second
12: Is that is that true? Am I back on? Yep. <laughs> okay. You're back on. Yep. All right. So yeah, I, I kind of um, draw the theme of my store based on the stores I used to go to when I was a kid, and uh, um, so um, that's basically why it's a little different than what you you see out there. <laughs> and um, sure, I actually yeah. do I have some questions for you, about
1: Yeah. I actually do have some questions for you that I'd like to ask you. Okay. Now, I can remember a store in West Springfield, Ludlow, and in orchard. Now, when did Fish Wendy first open, and how did you get into the fish store business? Uh,
12: Well, um, yeah, actually, I I ran a fish store when I was in in high school out of of a back room in my parents' house. Um, But then I gave it up for about 20 years when I moved to Cambridge, Mass. But um, towards the end of my stay in Cambridge... uh, I started working at a pet store in Saugus, a really large pet store, and I got reinterested in in fish and the business both. And, um, and so I opened my own store in Cambridge called uh, Boston Boston Pet and Rep, Boston Tropical Fish and Reptiles. Uh, I opened it with a partner, and that didn't go well. So we split our ways, and I moved back to South Hadley. When I moved back to South Hadley. I got bored, so I opened a little store in Amherst, and I was there for five years with Amherst Aquarium, but I wanted to get more business, so I I moved to West Springfield and started, changed the name to uh, Fish Frenzy then. now the, My location in West Springfield wasn't ideal. It was on a busy road, Riverdale Road, or they call it Riverdale Street now, um, but it was hard to get to because the traffic was only one way, so... <laughs> So somebody suggested I move to Indian Orchard, and I found a nice spot there. Um, But I was only there for a short time before I needed more space, so I moved across the street in Indian Orchard, and then um, then I decided to move to Ludlow for a little little bit better location, and I was there for five years. But now things have changed, and I wanted to downsize a bit and be closer to home, so I moved here to South Hadley, and that's really the history
1: <laughs> all right there's one more fish keeping blast in the past i wanted to play perhaps this is the bet this is the best fish keeping guest i've ever had and that is waru joey you gotta hear the king of diy right on our three-year anniversary on the aquatic wetland aquarium central
17: hey what's going on alex
1: hey how you doing joey
17: I'm doing fine. How are you guys doing?
1: I'm doing great. I'm honored to have you here on the Aquatic Line, and uh, thank you very much for accepting my offer to come on the Aquatic Line. I'm very, very honored.
17: Of course, yeah, I'm absolutely no problem. My pleasure.
1: I've been watching all of your videos since, uh, since you first started a YouTube channel, and i got to say they're phenomenal, definitely one of my personal favorite channels of all time.
17: Awesome man thank you it's definitely uh uh been been uh, a road that's for sure it's uh' been a lot of uh a lot of work and uh a lot of changes and you know they consistently get a little bit better i think i'd i'd hope to think but you know i think i heard you say that you've been watching for a while so you you've probably seen me stumble through learning how to even create a video.
1: Yeah, I think pretty soon you're going to have a cable television show cuz he's got a wonderful YouTube channel.
17: Uh no, I'll never I'll, I'll never actually do that. Um to be honest with you, I enjoy what I do and I'm going to stick to uh stick to YouTube, I guess, and uh what I've what my intentions have always been and not lose focus on what I'm really doing.
1: Awesome, sounds great So I'm going to go ahead and introduce you to my co-host uh, Fishkeeper Jeff here is our wonderful guest, Walru Joey
17: How are you doing? Hey Jeff, how are you doing? I'm doing great, it's good to good. have you on good. the show thank
1: you Awesome, so how about we start about with you explaining <laughs> to our listeners about your uh, wonderful uh, YouTube channel
17: Yeah, I mean... Uh I guess where can I begin? I, well, ultimately, I create uh, do it yourself projects, tutorials, and how to's in video format on YouTube. And, uh, you know, that's essentially what I've done, do, and become uh, a passion of mine. And I, I really enjoy it. However, it wasn't always like that. I mean, uh, originally, I was not a video maker per se, I was just, you know, uploading videos that. Um, random videos of my fish, tanks, updates, you know, little things like that here and there. And do-it-yourself kind of got popular for me and I just kept kind of doing them and it snowballed from there. You know, it was never my intention to create a popular channel, or, or I would have picked a better channel name, that's for sure.
1: Alrighty, our last two blast in the past calls are actually from 2015. The first one is rather recent, and it comes from our Christmas show of 2015. And the second blast from the past call comes from our best episode of 2015, our Six Flags New England live on location broadcast.
7: Hello.
9: Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Good. Do you know who this is? Santa. It's Santa. Your mommy and daddy told me to call you because you've been extra special this year. What do you think about that? Good. Ho, ho. Well, aren't you just precious? Do you feel the Christmas magic? Yes. Ho, 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 ho. I love this time of year. Don't you? Yes. Well, now on to the fun part. What would you like for Christmas? Uh. Oh ho! Anything else? Don't be shy.
7: Oh, Lego
3: Batman Three Beyond Gotham.
9: (laughs) Great! I've got it all written down. Hello. Make sure you be very good this month. Ho, ho, ho. Okay? Okay. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho.
7: Merry Christmas Christmas to you
1: wonderful guest on the show today, a very nice lady by the name of Mrs. Jennifer McGrath, who is the Six Flags New England Communications Manager. So let's give her a round of applause and welcome her to the show. Jen, how are you doing today? I'm
3: well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to share some great information about, as you mentioned, one of the greatest places on the planet.
1: I'm glad that you accept the opportunity to come. I was really excited when I got your email saying that you were really interested in doing it.
3: Yeah, we are always excited to share our brand-new Coaster Wicked Cyclone and all the other great attractions. We have over 100 different attractions here at the park, ride games, shows, you name it. There's so much to do at Six Flags New England.
1: Awesome. So what exactly is your role with Six Flags New England?
3: Well, my role as the communications manager, understandably, I do all media interviews, whether they be TV, radio, and or paper. And then one of my favorite parts of my role is community outreach, working with all the nonprofits and really being able to share uh, not only the thrills that we do, but the great things we do within the community, whether it's raising money, hosting an event, and really just leveraging all the nonprofits throughout New England not many people know this. We work with over three thousand nonprofit charities throughout New England. It's very, very powerful.
1: Oh that's awesome. Sounds like something pretty good.
3: Yeah, I feel I have like one of the best jobs on the planet. And another great thing that we're able to do is showcase our brand new rides. Wicked Cyclone this year is just an incredible attraction. We actually just won USA Today's best new Attraction, and that's pretty impressive as we went against some massive attractions throughout the planet. So we're excited to be the best right here in Agwa, Massachusetts.
1: Awesome, and I definitely agree with you on that. So I know a lot of my listeners are excited to hear about the new attraction, Wicked Cyclone. So if you could tell us about your new attraction that has recently just opened,
10: the Wicked Cyclone.
3: Yeah, Wicked Cyclone, we opened in May. And let me tell you, this project wasn't a quick one. It actually been years in the making. And we retired Cyclone last year in late summer. And we announced then in August that we were going to be building the first hybrid coaster to hit the East Coast. And what a hybrid coaster is, is keeping the foundation wooden frame of the original coaster, Cyclone. But the track is completely new and the experience is absolutely sensational. You have a 78-degree drop, 120-degree overbank turn, more airtime on this coaster than any other coaster on the East Coast. And you, that's extremely impressive as you're going against top rides like Bazaar or even Goliath right here at our park. And you go upside down three times, so it's a totally different ride experience. And not only is the ride different, but the theming, the all-around experience on the queue line, it's an interactive experience, and our our fans have just said it is the absolute best coaster and maybe top-ranked on the planet.
1: That's awesome. So it's currently open right now for some of the visitors?
3: Absolutely open right now, and it's a great ride, and there is two trains and they each hold 24 individuals so we have a great throughput rate on the attraction and again it's a really unique experience extremely smooth many of our fans say that steel coasters are the smoothest we'll just imagine even smoother as this hybrid newer ride technology almost has that sensation of you're floating uh, rather than maybe that jerking from side to side feeling you maybe get on that classic wooden coaster which I mean, that that's what many people love, Woody Coasters, and we have Thunderbolts here at the park. That will remain, and it just gives us a whole different variety of attractions in our park. We are home to 11 different roller coasters here at Six Flags New England. All right, so those
1: are all of our blasts from the past clips for our three-year anniversary show. The last thing I want to discuss tonight is some of my favorite shows from the last three years my first favorite show comes from the chef cardinelli cooking show and that was my interview with master chef contestant jordan roots all the way back in june of 2013 i really enjoyed that show and if you haven't heard it yet, I really recommend checking it out. It's still on Blog Talk Radio, Chef Cardinelli Cooking Show. Just type in Jordan Roots, and you will find that interview. I also enjoyed my interview with MasterChef Junior contestant Mark and Nathan Blowies. It was great. Um, as far as the aquatic wet line is concerned, I loved all of my live on location broadcasts that i did but more specifically my favorite aquatic wetline live on location broadcast was the one at dave's in agawan massachusetts my favorite show for 2015 has to be the six flags new england live on location broadcast that was a good show. It won Best Show of 2015. I also loved my Aquatic Wetline Monster Fish versus Feeder Fish show in 2015. Uh, I also loved my Christmas 2015 show, my Thanksgiving 2015 show. I love basically all of the shows that I do here on Blog Talk Radio, but really, as a host, it's hard to pick favorite episodes because I put so much work into each of them that I literally love them all. All right, I think this was a wonderful show and a wonderful way to celebrate three years of being a podcaster and being on Blog Talk Radio. If you stayed with me for the full two hours and a half, I say thank you very much. You are a loyal listener, and I appreciate that. So, thank you all for tuning into this wonderful show. Don't worry, guys. I'm going to be on here for three more years. Hell, I'll be on here for 30 more years. But I'm going to be here for many, many more years to come. This is really a hobby that I enjoy doing. Special thanks to William T. Hannaford and Blue View Aquatics owner Josh Rodriguez for being a wonderful guest on this special occasion. And special thank you to Jeremy for calling in. Thank you everyone who tuned in live and tuned into the archive of today's show. Have a great rest of your day and thank you for tuning in. The American Variety Network now proudly celebrates three years of being on the air, and most importantly, we are going to have fun. Alice Cardinelli is proud to celebrate three years tonight. This was a great show, and we will see you on Tuesday, January 5th, at our new start time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Good night, everyone, and thank you for tuning into this wonderful episode of the American Variety Network. Peace out,
9: everyone.